doing welcome to the teaching ministry of Nelson Ihiagwa. Be stirred as you listen. Father, we honor you. Thank you, Jesus. If I say, let's pray in the Holy Ghost a little now, somebody will be angry. <laughs> Father, we honor you. Give you praise. Give you thanks. Thank you for your hand. Thank you for everything we saw last year. Thank you for all the miracles you've done through NIM. Thank you for all the miracles we saw at stay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, again and again, you've shown yourself mighty. Again and again, you've shown yourself strong. Thank you, Jesus. Again and again, you've shown yourself mighty. Telemanderebaha. Kalamanderebekeberiatakaha. Parandele betremedivegedelos. Elimanderebahaya. Talamanderebekotekadiaha. Again and again, you've shown yourself strong. Lord Jesus, we honor you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' wonderful name, we've prayed. All right, so please let's do this if you can. Let's fill the seat so when people come, they can just sit in. So today, I'm going to be talking on something very important. All right? I'm going to be talking on something very important. Um, I think a lot of people as believers have... Can you hear me? Great. A lot of people as believers have learned or have not learned how to connect their Sunday to their Monday. Praise Jesus. A lot of people have not learned... Or let me say this before I even start teaching. Please. The best way we're going to get the best out of this meeting is if you respond while I teach. Amen? you respond responding shows you are a part of the meeting you're actually expecting something from god i told you about um, cornelius and i told you about um, this guy cornelius and his household with peter so please be a part of this meeting a lot a lot went into the preparation of this meeting but it will not matter if you're not ready to receive praise god a lot of people have not learned to connect their sunday to their monday you see, there is a reason why we have the revelations of Christ. These are legal realities that are true. These are things that the Lord has revealed by the Spirit to his apostles and the prophets, even as he had spoken through scripture. Even as he had spoken through scripture. But, you know, Paul used the same revelations of Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord. Paul used the same revelations of Christ to deal with and to handle specific things as he pertained to the churches that he he was an apostle over so you look at the corinthian church see corinth was a very perverse city corinth was a city where corinth was a city where they practiced ritual prostitution that's why if you are looking about if you are looking to where paul talked about fornication and sexual immorality the most is the church at corinth it's not a mistake the truth is um i've been discipling people for about close to three years now and if there's one thing i've learned a lot of people come from different backgrounds a lot of people come from different places so there are different limitations and strongholds that have been fed to them over time so you need so there are some people that 
you know, based on where they are coming from, they have no problem believing God for healing. But they have a problem believing that God provides. There are some other people that they have no problem believing that God provides, God heals. But they have a problem believing that God is able to keep them from falling. So, they've not, they, they need to build themselves up in particular areas of their life as, it, as the word of God has things to say. Listen, revelation does not just exist in a, in, in a sphere. Revelation is applied within contexts. We are not of this world, but we are where? In this world. So, the revelations of Christ should find expression in our day to day. And that is why Paul will say things like, you know, when Paul saw that um, the Corinthian church was, ah, Paul was an intelligent I wanted to see, well he has to be an, he has to be an intelligent preacher for him to write letters that way Paul was an intelligent preacher so you see Paul saying a lot of things you see you see when Paul is talking to the church at Corinth he starts by saying um, he starts by calling them saints you know first Corinthians 1 2 he says called to be saints but when you check it in the in your KJV you see that the to be is in italics so it was not there in the originals so the word there is Kletos Hagios or Hagion, I think, which means it is not called to be saints, it is called saints. Do you get that? It is called saints. So they are not called to be like saints, they are called to they are called saints. You know, the mistake there was with the transliterators of the Bible. They are you are not child of God, you are not called to be righteous first. You are called righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Are you with me? You are. So when you see that there is a there is not just what is taught, it is how it is taught. It's not just what truth is presented, it is how truth is presented. You see Paul speaking, and then Paul in Paul speaking, Paul was saying, Paul will tell them, um, um, before Paul talks about okay so let me use the Corinthian church let me go on as I've, as I've started with them Paul will call them saints he will talk of the revelations of Christ as it is true pertaining them then Paul will now go on and he, and he said this is beautiful he will go on and when he now saw that they were you know indulging he said the belly for food food for belly but God shall cast both in the um, fire you know God shall destroy both the commentators comment, commentators those people that write bible commentaries they share that that verse food for the belly the belly for food was a common saying in Corinth right it was a common saying and what they were saying was the way it is normal for for you to be hungry and eat the way it's normal for you to you know be tired and sleep is the same way it is normal for you to feel passions and indulge so that's why Paul now ended it with God will destroy Paul is very dark God will destroy both praise the Lord so the truth of the matter still remains that you know when they were now the Corinthian church you know they were struggling with a couple of these things he said he said you know somebody is having his father's wife and Paul will now go he will say he did not put them you are fornicating, you are going to hell. What nonsense is that about that, that your salvation is cancelled? No. When Paul saw that, you know what he said? He said, know ye not. 
old. He said, know ye not. So there is a revelation in Christ that applies to that area of your life. I'm just using this as an example right now. I'm using this as an example. The revelation in Christ does not just exist. Revelations have application to your everyday. Praise the Lord. Revelations have application to your everyday. So, revelation must find expression in the believer's life. You need to understand that. So, when you ask the Christian, why are you not indulging in sexual immorality and all those things? It's not, his reply is not just, it's a sin. God hates it. Not exactly. His reply is intelligent. You know, there's a teaching I used to do for people who are disciples. I think I've done it three years. It's called living by revelation. Living by revelation. That teaching is basically, um, I think there are a few messages of it on the site. Living by revelation. That message is basically life as an offspring of what God has said. Life as a fruit of what God has said. So, why exactly would the believer not engage or indulge his passions and all those things? It's not just because he's a sin, it's because he knows that his body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. To the unbeliever, it might be crazy, but to the believer, revelation is intelligent. Hallelujah. That is why the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness, but to us, oh, the preaching of the cross is life to me. Praise God. So, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Yet, our eternal reality superimposes and guides our day-to-day. Our eternal realities guide our day-to-day. Basically, today, what we are trying to do is we are trying to draw a line with your spiritual realities and your, and your physical being. We are trying to draw a line between um, who you are in Christ and who you are at work. Who you are in Christ and who you are among friends. Praise Jesus. Sorry, I'm not used to this. So my hand keeps hitting it. So today our focus is basically living from inside. Living from inside out. The believer's life, believer's work is not on, is not on, is not how he feels it. There are certain principles that guide and guard the things that he does and why he does those things. Hallelujah. So today what we are looking at is life by the Spirit. You see, when it comes to the Spirit, trust me, you can do a 12-part series on the Spirit. You can, there's so much to share. So much. But because of the context of our message, there's a is streamlined, and that's what we're talking about. Um, so basically, supernatural class is supernatural class is such that we are going to gather, share the word of God, pray, have a move of the spirit, and practice the things of the spirit. You see, there are teachings that we're going to do later in the later in the year. We're going to do on power gifts, or trans gifts, revelation, levitatory gifts. There will be teachings on supernatural provision. That teaching is going to correct excesses, put things straight, and then reveal truth. Alright? There will be teaching on... When I... 
when I heard pastor teaching, I was like, ah, Mado. There'll be teachers on angelic ministry as well. Praise God. There'll be teaching. Those are the kind of teachings that we're having at Supernatural class. Are you with me? So, as the teachings are being born, you will experience this. You will walk in it. You will walk. You cannot come for Supernatural class and not be proficient in the things of the Spirit. You will. You will. Amen? If you're not proficient, take your money back. How much did you pay? But sincerely, if you're not proficient, it's your fault. <laughs> because everything you need will be delivered. Everything. Praise Jesus. So, we're talking of life by the Spirit. But I wanted to, as a foundation, I wanted to share a truth. You see, the way I wrote it here was, the one who created all things is the only one who can create where he stays. Amen. The one who created all things is the only one who can create where he stays. Look at 1 Kings 8.27. Solomon. He said, But will God indeed dwell on the earth? This is a rhetorical question that you can't even answer. He said, Will God dwell on the earth? Remember David speaking of how majestic God is. He said, The heavens is his throne, but the earth is his what? Footstool. I like that song in Yoruba. If you attended Stay Online, you know we've ended it with. First Kings 8.27 It says, But will God indeed dwell on the earth? First Kings 8.27 It said, Behold, the heaven and the heavens of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have builded. So Solomon here is speaking of the temple that he built to God. As majestic and beautiful as that temple was. Solomon was saying, you, you cannot live in this house. Because this house is too small if you are the one that created the whole earth. Let's go on. Um, Acts 7, 48. Acts 7, 48. Look at what he said. He said, how be it? Oh, this is beautiful. How be it? The most high dwelleth not in temples made with hands. As saith the prophet, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, saith the Lord? Should we read that again? He said, how be it? The most high dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Listen, God never dwelt in temples. Are you with me? The Old Testament temples are beautiful as the God never dwelt there. So, okay, let's go on. God never dwelt there. He said, I said the prophet, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What house will he build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Has not, has not my hand made all these things? The hand of God is the one that made everything. So, what exactly is the thing that will contain his presence? What exactly is that thing that will keep him? That a man will build and he will be satisfied in? Remember, the one who created all things is the only one who can satisfactorily build where he will stay. It's just like I tell you, with your salary, you should build a befitting house. Emphasis on the befitting for Elon Musk. Once I tell you, you will just laugh. You will say, be serious now. Or you will say, stop all these jokes. Stop behaving like a Twitter unbeliever. <laughs> wow. I 
I'm excited. Glory to God. Man of God, please advance. Timothy, anyone who comes, please stand and move on. Look at Acts chapter 17, verse 24. He said, God that made Acts 17, 24. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of the heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temple made with hands. This is when Paul saw them that they wrote that to an, this temple is to an unknown God. Paul is saying he's the one I want to reveal to you. So, you see, this, that verse is actually a place in apologetics. Very important. Um, when they say to an unknown God, and Paul is saying he's the one I want to reveal to you. What exactly Paul is saying is basically this. You know, if you look at, um, I, I like mythology, I like mythos. Greek, African, I love mythos, right? That's why one of my favorite authors is Rick Riordan. Who knows Rick Riordan? Thank you. The Lord bless you. I love Rick Riordan. So, um, that's why you find out that uh, idol worshippers, they stumbled into truths of God. Because nature is the testimony of God. When you look around, see, it is foolishness to look at everything and say that God does not exist. It is fully, you see, if the earth, if the sun was just a little bit farther from the earth, the earth would be too cold. A little bit closer, the earth would be too hot. The sun is just the right distance away from the earth to make your tomatoes be ripe. The earth as we are standing now is spinning at 1,000 miles per hour without a pillar. If there's no God, we're in trouble. You look at creation and you look at the intelligent design. So those guys, they did not exactly know this God. So they said, you know what? We are talking, we know there is a God, but he's not known. So to the unknown God. Paul said, that one you call unknown, he's the one I want to reveal to you. You know, one of the beautiful things about Christianity is when other unbelievers and other religions and other faiths, Hadini, Mikaburu, and Datai, when other faiths are talking of a God who, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for now? They are talking of a God who is not exactly interested in their affairs. You know, Islam talks of a God who is far off. Many other faiths talk to talk, they really talk of a God who is not exactly vested in our affairs. But we don't just have a God, we have a Father. Praise the Lord. So Paul is saying that this God you are talking about, let me reveal him to you. He is so big. He's the one that made, you see, when, you know, it's very important that when you read the Bible, you need to understand that when Paul is teaching, Paul was not many times quoting scriptures. And that's, in, that's indicative of when you go on evangelism. You know, when you're evangelizing to people, you cannot just be shooting them. Deuteronomy 17, 13, Exodus 14, 2. This, you just be, the, guy will, the guy will say, no, let me explain. You say Genesis 4. Calm down. See, many times Paul was reasoning with them. He was reasoning with them. On a, on a logical basis. So, when Paul said this, he said, God that made the world and all the things there, and seeing that he's the Lord of heaven, he dwells not in temple. Paul was not exactly speaking to them and saying, you know, he was not quoting Moses. Even though we see in the Old Testament that these things had been said, he was logically proving something to them. So, when you're talking of righteousness by faith, to someone who doesn't know, the first thing you're supposed to say is not, is not you don't just run up to them and you say, listen, Ephesians 2, verse 8. He said, by grace are ye saved. Not of faith, let any man, not of works, let any man should boast. No. 
you, you, you first draw a line with your logic. You say, do you believe that as you are now, with, every, with all the problems in your destiny, you think you will make heaven with your works? You know, you reason along with people. When I was, I was preaching to, um, I think it was, what was that day I wore white t-shirt? October, August. So, you know, I, 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 the taxi guy came here. I was talking to him. I said, so what do you believe um, happens after death? The guy said, ah, that's very funny. I believe in reincarnation. I said, interesting. I said, sheer. And then we started talking. We started talking. Then I said, how do you think people qualify for eternal life? He said, you know, the normal answer. If you do good, you have a, if you do bad, you have your own too. I said, I said, okay. So do you think you can do good enough? He said, well, that's where grace comes in. I told him no there is no part of the things of your salvation because listen while you were yet sinners Christ died while we were yet in our sin Jesus died for us so when you know I was <laughs> I was evangelizing to, to a security guy and the guy was talking to me and he was like you know um you know, many one. Sorry, let me take an aside. One thing I've realized in, in meetings, the most important parts, emphasis on most important, are usually the details, not the. Anyways, so I was talking to the guy and I told him that. Listen, what ex- he said, you know, he said strange mysteries, and I, I was not preaching to him and all, and he was like, well, sin, sin. I said, wait, if your sin would take you to, if your sin is the thing that takes you to hell. And Jesus died for sins. Why did Jesus die? The guy was like, I say, God bless you. <laughs> now, you know, preaching to the taxify guy, the bold guy, and I told him, he said, Well, I get you, it's by grace, but but it doesn't not mean people will just sin how they like. I say, No, Titus 2. He said, The grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. Anyone who has truly seen grace will flee sin. Oh, very beautiful. He said, you forgive that all men may fear you. Ha! You cannot truly see the mercy of God and be comfortable in error. It's not true. You have not seen Jesus. As a matter of fact, if you understand what he did on the cross as the grace of God, if you understand what he did on the cross as the grace of God, then it will be easier for you to now realize that, ah, if he lived for me and died for me like this, then I will live for him. Praise God. Listen, so, you know, Jesus, the presentation of the gospel is holistic and Paul used logic many times to present these things to them. So in your evangelism, that is how it should be. That is how it should be. I go on. So, you see Paul emphasizing this. Every verse I've read here says one thing. God never dwelt in temples. Never. Nothing, this is what I wrote in my note. Nothing you will ever build for the one greater than you will ever be fitting for him. That is why it does not matter how upright you are. There is, see, the Bible says our righteousness is like what? A filthy rag. The right interpretation of that is our righteousness is like ladies, please don't be offended by this boy. It's biblical interpretation. The, your righteousness before him, the right one is menstrual rags. 
confused part let me put it in today's context that is exactly how your righteousness is before God on your best day you are still worth nothing because if your righteousness was to stand side by side with the righteousness of God how do you think you will match up someone says is hell a fair punishment why would people sin in time and burn for all eternity simple it's because the person who judges you does not judge you on your level but on his if you scratch a scrap car you can get away with it if you scratch a fairly used car you will sort it out if you scratch a tesla man da 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 even me if i'm in the car i'll say at the go meeting we go yeah you know so that is why when you when you sin or you break the law of nigeria you are judged not on your level but on the level of nigeria so it's not just about the duration or the time you sinned in it is who you sinned against praise the lord and that is why salvation on your best day you are worth nothing and that is why what he did was he gave you his righteousness so that you will so that you will not walk in your in your effort you will build in what he has already done so we as we are not saved by works but we are saved from works to walk within his grace we are free within the confines of what christ has done praise jesus So, look at this. This is one of my favorite parts of the Bible. John 14. Sorry, I'll say that a lot. Don't mind me. John 14, verse 1. Look at what he said here. He said, let not your heart be troubled. John 14, 1. John is after Exodus. Let not your heart be troubled. He said, ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many what? mansions if it were not so I would have told you you know <laughs> I remember reading a book about going to heaven when I was young very young heaven and hell and she said lateness to church is a sin she said as you're going to church you see um, if you are late to church your, ma your mansion one level scatters another no 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 listen this verse is saying something specific how first of all the logic is how can there be mansions in a house but there can be mansions well usually a mansion is actually an estate you know but nigeria we have bad english you have houses in your estates but anyways the lord forgive us <laughs> so what he meant by this in my father's or ikea in my father's family there are many money Oikia means family. Mone means dwelling places. So, in my father's family, there is space for many people. That's what Jesus was basically saying here. It was the translation that got it wrong. It's not mansion and house. He said, if it were not so, I would have what? Told you. Are you reading? Are you with me? Please open your Bible. John 14. If it were not so, so you can follow. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also 
and whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. So Jesus is basically saying that, guys, I'm going somewhere to prepare space, prepare space in my father's family for you guys to be a part of it. Right? I'm going to prepare place in my father's family. And how was he going to do this? You remember a few verses after he was his betrayal, his death, his resurrection. These were the last words of a dying man. So how was he going to prepare? What was his going? It was his death. Are you with me? His death and resurrection made space in the father's family for you. Do you see that? His death and resurrection made space in his father's family for you. Look at this. He said, um, let's go to John 14 verse 15. Go to verse 15. Look at what Jesus said here. He said, if ye love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter. Alos, Alos, anybody in PLW that doesn't know that verse is not there. Alos Paracletos. He said that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because he seeth, he, he seeth him not, neither knoweth him. Twitter is obvious on this verse. Are you with me? He said they don't see him, neither do they know him. Praise God. He said, but ye know him. That's why we believe in miracles. Praise God. He said, for ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. And what? Come on, let's read that last, that next line like a mass choir. And what? Jesus the King. And what? Uh, guys, you're reading like a camel. Let's read like a mass choir. One, two, go. And thank you. He said, Jesus is saying that I'm going to send you another comforter. Basically, what I have been doing for you as I'm going, I'm going to send another one who can do the same work for you. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is why the Holy Ghost only testifies about Jesus. He said, the spirit of truth will testify about me. That's what Jesus said. Because the work he was doing was what the, was what the spirit came to continue or to do. You know, when I say I'm sending, if I'm here and I'm saying, I'm going, I'm sending another preacher. It means I've been preaching, but then there's another person who is coming to do what I've been doing. Praise the Lord. So, when Jesus said, I'm going to send you another comforter, it's the same thing he has been doing, but he's sending another in his stead. And that is why the Spirit of Christ only testifies of Jesus. Because it was the work, it was the work Jesus was doing that the Spirit of God is doing. Oh, glory to God. He said, he shall be in you. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while. And the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live. Ye shall what? Are these precious. And that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, ye in me, and I in you. How is Jesus in us? Praise God. Jesus is in us by the Holy Ghost. You know. So, when he went to make When he went to his father's house and made space in his father's family for us, there is a signature that was given to us. Eh? There's a signature that was given. That signature is the Holy Ghost. Look at this. Um, 
Romans 8 9. It says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. See, child of God, being in the spirit is not a mood, it's where you are. Praise the Lord. You can, you know, better pay attention to the things of the spirit, but you are in the spirit. He said, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is what? None of his. You see, this if here, if so be that the spirit of God is, um, I think in uh, theology, something called the if of first condition. What that means is this if was not used as probability. This if was used, this if was used to prove something as true. Praise the Lord. The if was not, was not um, probability. The if was to show something as true. So I'll give you a quick example. Um, I say if truly her shirt is white then I'm a man do you, do you get what I'm trying to paint should I give another example do we get it who doesn't get it wait let me I'll explain better okay um, okay let me use something more explicit if truly she is a lady Okay, if truly she's a lady, by the natural occurrence of things, after a few things, she should reproduce. She should be pregnant. Do you get that? So that if was not conditioned to show whether she's a lady or not. That if was to show that as true as it is that she is a lady, she will get pregnant if she does biology. Praise God. Laugh like you don't know what biology is. 2 Corinthians so basically he's saying that if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you let me read that again Romans 8 9 but ye are not in the flesh but you are what? where? in the spirit if so be so this if you are in the spirit then the spirit of God dwells in you are you with me? or better still if the spirit of God dwells in you then you are in the spirit he said now if any man have not the spirit of Christ he is what? none of his the spirit of God is that unique identifier. Oh, say I have the Holy Ghost. Look at this. He said, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. You see, in the Old Testament, you were circumcised to show that you were an Israelite. Hmm? If you were, you were circumcised to as proof that you are an Israelite. So that's why he said, cut off their foreskin, you know, so that they will show that they are Jewish. And anyone who wanted to be an Israelite who wanted to worship the God of Israel but was not an Israelite those were people that they were called they called proselytes and that is why when they celebrated the Pentecost I hope you know the Pentecost is not a Christian feast it's not a Christian party amen do we didn't know the Pentecost was actually a Jewish feast it was a Jewish feast so it's a feast that is um, attributed to Judaism not Christianity to Judaism so um, at the that's why they had people from different nations come in to worship. Just like, you know, we have Shiloh, we have Reboot Camp, and people coming from everywhere. So they have their own in their city. They will not leave us to enjoy our own. We forgive them. We should be collecting tax, Reboot Camp tax. But anyways. So, in the Old Testament, when you were circumcised, um, when, before, you be, before you started worshipping the God of the Jews, you had to be circumcised. So, so also, at Pentecost, the God of the Jews... 
at pentecost you know that's why every other person that didn't worship that wasn't an israelite they were part of that feast because they were proselytes they repented and started worshiping the god of the jews so they came for that feast so also um there's something yes that is why i hope you know whenever the israelites were when they were going through the wilderness there were people in cities that saw that ah these guys their god defends them among many other things so they joined the israelites if you read the book of Exodus Leviticus, you will see that there are rules for people who were not born Israelites but wanted to worship the God of the Jews. So, hence, me saying all that was saying this, before you became a Jew, even as you were born, that's why they were circumcised first. And that circumcision was proof, sign and signal that you worship the God of the Jews or you are a Jew. So also, that's why that was what was called circumcision of the heart but paul drew a line when he said circumcision of the heart by the spirit the way the foreskin of the flesh was circumcised is the same way that the holy ghost the heart of flesh has been cut away and the heart the heart of stone has been cut away and the heart of flesh has been given so that circumcision that is a proof that you are a believer is no longer in the flesh is the holy ghost praise god the Holy Ghost is the unique identifier for the believer. Ah, this is very beautiful. You see, and that's why he said this in uh, 2 Corinthians 1.22. He said, who hath sealed us? The word sealed. Okay, who has sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our heart. Amen? The Holy Ghost, he has sealed us. He has basically, um, 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 what's the word? He has marked us as his, as, as the Father's own. The Holy Ghost is the proof that you belong to the Father. Guys, are you with me? You guys are looking like you're tired. Are you tired? We go still finish this teaching. It doesn't matter. But please say no for um, for my conscience sake. <laughs> Glory. He said, who has sealed us and given... The word earnest means down payment. So when you go and buy something, you drop something for something else. So is the down payment, the Holy Ghost is, is, he is the proof that God is committed to you. So when he comes to collect his people, you are going young man, you are going young woman, you are going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give me B flat. The Holy Ghost is, is proof that God is con committed to you. So, um, that's why, uh, oh, this is beautiful. Second, Second Thessalonians 1.10, it says, when God will be glorified in the saints, how will God be glorified in the saints? It's very simple. You see, when Jesus comes, Jesus is not going to say, you believe the gospel, you don't believe the gospel. He's not going to be receiving. No, he's not going to be everybody like Ijebu Gary. He's not that's not what is going to happen he's not going to be checking what do you believe what do you not believe he's just going to check who has the holy ghost and that is the glory hey that's the glorification are you with me that is when god the believer and that's when god is going to be glorified in the saints the glorification of god in the saints is the bubbling of the spirit are you with me is the bubbling of the spirit Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
so when God looks when, when Jesus comes he's not going to check even if the person has been dead for one million years you know bone will come to bone hey. sinew will come to sinew it does not matter how it maybe some of you want to be cremated but you are afraid is Jesus going to gather my body don't worry the one who made it can gather it are you with me the Holy Ghost is the one when he's glorified and that is why it is foolish not to believe in miracles you believe even as a believer that when jesus comes bone will come to bone that has decayed and has been rotting for many years but you you believe that is going to happen but you don't believe that the one that can create can replace ah. are you with me so that is what jesus that is the glorification second second thessalonians 1 10 someone should read for me You are the Lord, you are enthroned on earth. You are the Lord. Please go on. Is that ten? Listen. See, everybody will know Jesus is Lord. It's just a matter of time. It, yeah, everybody will know. So, you know. Right now, we will look foolish, but when he's glorified in the saints, uh, everybody will be like, Wow, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. Christian Twitter, Christian Twitter was saying the truth, of course, of course, we were. So, that is the glory, glorification of the spirit. Do you have the Holy Ghost? You are born of God. Do you have the Holy Ghost? You are God's own. Do you have the Holy Ghost? It is a sign that he's committed to you. Maybe you don't understand what that commitment means. I hope you understand. A fruit of the spirit is faithfulness. So the one who an offshoot of his spirit is faithfulness. How committed is the entire stock? Joff. Joff. I said all that to say this the holy ghost is on your inside and the christian life is powered by the spirit god did not and god did not desire that you be dragging your christian work it is listen remember i said something earlier i said that you cannot huh i said that you cannot um um, um maybe next meeting we might need a bigger space yeah? yes the christian life is powered by the if it is true that the one who created all things, he's the only one that can build something befitting for himself. Huh? He's the only one that can build something befitting. How much more your Christian work? He did not expect you to track it. He expected that that Christian work, there's an empowerment from within that you're going to be running with it by. Remember I said earlier that the one who built all things is the one that, the one who made all things is the one that can build something befitting for himself, right? You are that befitting place. You are the one that he built that he's going to dwell in. Praise Jesus. You are the one that he had built. He said, this is the place of my rest. He never dwelt in temples, but in this one I dwell. Praise the Lord. Look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Powerful verse, verse 12. Let's read from 12. He said, wherefore my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but not now much more in my absence. Walk out your own, your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Look at the next verse. Oh, this is beautiful. You know, he said, for it is God. 
it is say it is God come on say it like you mean it it is God he said for it is God that which walketh in you but to what will and to what do of his good pleasure desires and actions are stirred from within see it is God oh speaking tongues on that for a bit it is God God is at work in me by the Spirit. It is God. It is God. It is God. It is God. For it is God that walketh in you. The word worketh is energy. What that basically means is it is God that makes manifest his power in you. <clears throat> it's God that worketh in you both to what? Will and to do. It is because of verses like this that we can corroborate with what Jesus said. When Jesus, oh, I'm excited about miracle service. Oh, let me just make the announcement. I'm hosting in, the Lord placed it in my heart to host a miracle service on the 18th of April. Tear Satan up and down. Hey, I've seen. I I I saw what I'm going to wear that day. You see, I'm going to enter that meeting like the angel of His presence. Ah, long-standing issues will bow. That meeting will be fire. April 18th is a Sunday, so it will be in the evening. We are going to have it at Sweet Sensation here. It will be amazing everywhere. Don't miss that meeting. Let me do like past day. Please. Please. Maybe we should do our own. Please. Don't miss miracle service. Please. Don't miss. Hallelujah. It would have been funny if my jeans tore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at what Paul said in Colossians 1.26. He said, even the mystery which had been hid from, from ages and from generations. This mystery he's talking about is the gospel. He said, but now is made manifest to his saints. To whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is in Christ to you the hope of glory. He said, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor. Look at this. Striving according to his working, which walketh in me mightily. The power and the workings of God do not work in a context. They work in men. Those men are called the believers. Are you with me? Look at what the Bible said. It said, He has given him to be head of principalities and powers and all things to where? The church. Are you with me? He has given those things to be head to the church. Which is this? The fullness of him that what? Filleth all in all. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. What that means is, the church basically is the expression of the hand of God. If God is going to be known, it's up to men. He has done it, we tell it. Are you, do you understand? Biblically, doctrinally speaking, Jesus cannot preach the gospel. He did it. It is men's job to tell it. That is why if Jesus even appears to anybody, he will lead them to a man that will still teach them the gospel. Are you with me? Paul said, "Is which walketh in me mightily." Listen, God is at work in you. Ah, rub your belly and say, "God is at work in me." 
God is at work in you. You see, these are realities that will change your life. You don't just look at God's word and be like, oh, it be things. It not be things. God is at work in you. If you meditate on God's word long enough, it will become like another arm. It will become like another limb. Are you with me? Say, God is at work in me. God walketh in me mightily. Look at this. He said, I'm just going to share a few more things that I, I itemized here. A few things that I itemized here and then I'm done. Look at this. He said, especially because of the context in which this message is, you know, tailored towards not just having the spirit. See, when it comes to the teaching on the spirit, there are many things you must touch. You can touch on the spirit in ability, touch on the spirit as in seal of salvation, touch on the spirit as it concerns resurrection, talk on the spirit as it concerns a whole lot. But there are specific contexts we're addressing this to today. I'm going to just itemize three things. Number one, the spirit has an influence. Say that with me. The spirit has an influence. Come and say that loud, as loud as you can. The spirit has an influence. Say that one more time. The spirit has an influence. The spirit has an influence. The spirit has an influence. Look at this. Acts chapter 4. Or let me look at Acts chapter 2. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And having been filled with the spirit, they were... ah. They, they, they were speaking in other tongues and the guys were confused and they said that guys you are drunk you know I saw a verse in Proverbs one time that I, I likened it to Acts 2 straight he said who is he that has redness of eyes or babbling except he that has been with wine so you will understand why they said they were drunk right right so that is exactly <laughs> when he spoke about them and he said all those things you know, in Acts chapter 2, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were speaking in tongues, doing amazing, crazy stuff. What happened next? He said, Then, you know, they went to Acts chapter 3 to the temple, got the man healed. Acts chapter 4, verse 29. I'm going to read this. He said, And now, Lord, you know, after they had taken them and they had flogged them. See, let me put this in perspective. You know what they flogged them with is not Pankere. Amen. It's not Pankere, it's not Cain. It's, it's scourging. People die from that flogging alone. People die from that flogging. So they flog them. They, this is the kind of flogging that when they flog you, you bleed. It's not the one that you just have mark. You bleed. So they flog them and then they went to Jesus. They went back to prayer. The Bible's access, they went to their own company, KJV. It says, and now Lord, behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may what? Come on, are you are you, is your Bible open at all? Your Bible is not open, you are lying. And you want to you want to build God a house. <laughs> Acts chapter 4, verse 29. Come on. He said, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that they that with all boldness they may what? speak thy word by stretching forth thy what hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus <coughs> excuse me 
he said and when they had prayed the place was shaking the place was shaking where they were assembled together and they were what all filled with the Holy Ghost and they speak the word of God with boldness look at this I'm going to dissect what happened here basically you know the book of Acts is a journalistic account so we don't see revelation from Acts you know that right come on you know that right so when Paul was telling us what happened when we pray Paul told us that when we pray we get filled with the spirit you know when we speak in tongues we get filled what that feeling means I think the word is plero or pletho one of the two it means one of the words here is influence so when a lot of people think of filled they think of you know this is a cup then there are some people that are 20 percent there's a poor at 40 50 80 mm -mm, mm -mm. it's not that's not what it means the word field basically means influence so as you pray as you pray as you pray there you are steering influence steering influence steering influence you keep steering that influence till you are okay have you prayed for long i've noticed something if you pray for long you'll be calm not because you are tired you are just calm you're just calm <laughs> you're just calm you just have have you have you spent some time in prayer before and somebody did something that normally you you for you go change and for around but after a while the person just came and you were like the person did the same thing you were shocked you did not react that is that's influence that's influence you know, I saw that thing. He said, normalize stony people, pure water. Hey. I say, first of all, some believers, they crave so. This thing you are saying, some people's renewal of mind does not yet reach. They are preaching, you stone them what? He said, hold my Bible. <laughs> if, if, first of all, if I hear that kind of story, like, you know. <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know, we took that guy as a joke. Prophet, 600 years. But he did pay now. <laughs> He said, what the, he said, let's not go into that. You know, he, he said, normalize stoning people, pure water, pure water, pure water. The sword did not deter the early church. It's water. We had our bath in the morning. We will still preach. But really, that lady is just speaking out of hate. Like, the hate is oozing. Ah, the hate is smelling. The Lord will haunt her. Yeah. Ah, it's a valid prayer point. Oh. Ah, it's ah, very valid. Let me even take a detour a little. You see, come in, come in. This thing is very important. Um, let, me, let me say what I mean by important. You see, a lot of people think that if they have a supernatural encounter, they will believe in the things of the Spirit. It's not true. Who here has seen Jesus before? It's possible, supernatural encounter. You've seen Jesus before. Raise your hand. Okay? Don't look around. You want to be checking who has seen Jesus. Raise your hand. Okay, put your hand down. That's less than 10%. Shall we? Let me not be let me not say we are uh, one person is one and a half. <laughs> Basically, that's less than a large percentage. So a lot of people think that if something supernatural happens, they will believe it's not true. I heard of someone, I've shared this story before. He's a believer, amazing man of God. He was a he was not just a Muslim, he was an Islamic scholar. Eh? 
Jesus appeared to him, picked his interest in Christianity. He, went, he got to a church, got saved, and now he's an amazing man of God. Miracles flow from his nose. <laughs> his younger brother is, an, is the same Islamic scholar. He said he was an Islamic scholar when he was five. You, you are not still a Christian scholar. <laughs> now, this guy, his younger brother, his younger brother used to, you know, Jesus has appeared to his younger brother nine times. He's still an Islamic scholar. How many times? Did God appear to Papa Higgin that much? Nine. He's still an Islamic scholar. Because unbelief is a choice. It's a choice. And the humans like convincing themselves if something happens, I will believe. It's not true. It's not true. When Lazarus died, what did he said, send a couple of people to my brothers. And what God told him, he said, and the rich man, it was then Lazarus, he said, let them send a father Abraham. Let them send. He said, if they don't believe the prophets, if they don't believe the prophets, they will not believe you too. People are looking for something extraordinary to happen for them to believe. It's a lie. Everybody is just trying to side with their own belief. No problem. Every knee we bow, willingly or by force, we bow. It's cuckoo you that is going to hell. What's now? Not going to hell. You know, I went to a comedy show. It was an amazing show. I really enjoyed myself. I laughed hard. You know, he's only he's my friend, but he's one of the few comedians I can pay because when I many comedians they reduce your IQ, but he's one of the few people I can pay and attend the show. You know, one guy came, he said, How many of us, how many of them are they go heaven? They go hell. He said, Me, my hand up because I know, say, I know they won't go heaven. I said, You are who? I got go to hell alone. <laughs> you know, I said all that to say something. That's a, that's a detail. Let me come back to what I was saying. The Spirit has an influence. And it is very important that you steer the influence of the Spirit in your life as a believer. It is very possible you, you are a believer, but you can live like you are not. You are a believer, but you can live like it is air that is on your inside. You can live like you and him are not one spirit. You know, when they said, stretch forth your hand that you may walk wonders, that you might heal through us. I hope you know God did not stretch his hand. They were the ones that went about and God did what? Confirmed his word with what? Signed following. So lift your right hand. Lift your left hand. Say, this is the hand of God. Do you get that now? When they prayed and they said, give me, you know, give us boldness. God did not exactly give boldness. What they did was as they prayed. Boldness and the desire to share the gospel on their inside was what stayed. The flames were fanned. The ability to heal the sick that was already at work in them was fanned. And then they went out and they healed the sick. God did not do anything extra or special. If God is going to do anything, he's going to do it through men. And what prayer does is prayer draws a line between what God's word says and what you are doing. Why? Because you are steering influence. You are steering influence. You are steering influence. You are, you are, you are, you are steering influence. So, 
the middle point between their desire to forgot to do boldness and stretch his hands and all those things and them actually doing it was 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 their prayer so in acts chapter 4 they prayed and that place was shaking and as the place was shaking influence has god told you to do something before and you are afraid and you just took time to pray you came out you are not hearing any other thing but what god said is influence i took some time to fast this week because a couple of things were on my mind the fast uh-uh. i woke up one morning to continue the fast and the lord told me i just felt that nudge in my chest i said it's sorted i tell you guys i said there's no need to fast today as i stood up uh, i said prayer he has adjusted it contradictions will continue in the life of a believer that does not pray they will continue and they will continue effortlessly at that child of god badura pray shark fire a little collect grace are you with me shark grace from time to time amen take time and pray you know i was telling myself something i said and that's what i want to tell us today sometimes pray for no reason have vigil for no reason this evening this night i'm going to pray from midnight till four why i don't know i'm just going to pray pray for no reason just pray why are you reading your bible like that are you doing ministry i'm just reading don't stress me just pray run sit oh god I said put our phone on silent or the end. The spirit has an influence. Child of God, the difference between your asking God to move and do on the earth and God actually doing it is the influence of the spirit on you. It is. The difference between God, because the truth is when God tells you to do something, when God tells you to preach the gospel, God tells you to do this to somebody, God tells you and you don't see there is nothing you will do that god has told you to do that is exactly for you it is for the body it is for his move on the earth so if you don't do it his move and his body is going to suffer because you did not align are you with me are you with me you know last year when the lord told us to go to abuja it was in september and i started in june and the lord told us to go in how that money came i still don't know i still don't know but we didn't stay in Abu. The young man met me and was like, he had been dragging depression for four years. Four years. And this guy is not up to 23. How have you been dragging it for four years? Dragging depression for four years. And he said that and he was like, you know why? Because where he went, the word of God was not properly taught. God, he felt like God was always condemning him. But the truth of God's word came his way. It was for people like that that God said we should go to Abuja. We are going again this year. We are going in March. We are having two meetings. We are having supernatural class on Saturday. We are having Sotos. Sotos is sounds of the other side. It's a, it's a meeting with um, spiritual songs, spontaneous songs that we are having. We are going to have in Lagos in June, I think. It will specifically be after my birthday, so get me is my gift. So, but we're going to have that, that meeting 
it's, it's a meeting where you will soak. Praise God. It's going to be amazing. So, um, the difference is actually the influence of the Spirit upon you. Child of God, take time and pray. Take time and pray. Take time and pray. Take time and pray. The believer who is always confused, the believer who is always anxious, the believer who is always, always in a fix, consistently making bad decisions, is only you. Only you. Every time you does not pray. Does not spend time. And it's not just pray. Pray, pray quality, say quality prayers. You know, I heard a man of God say, he said, speak in tongues till you feel it in your body. Have you gone to pray and you, and you came out, ah, you're like, I'm not anybody. <laughs> so, listen, your spirit knows when it's enough. There are times when you are praying, your prayer time has passed, but you know that this matter, this prayer time is not done. I need to still give it time. There's something God is doing in my heart. It's not done. My prayer time has, has finished. My one hour, my two hours is done, but I still need to focus on this and pray. Has that happened to you before? You give it the expression. Glory. You give the expression. You give it influence. You steer it up. Don't live like a container. Pray. Don't live like there's nothing on your inside. Don't you know you house God? Don't you know you house God? Spend time praying. I just feel to press on this and to spend time praying. Get your devotion back on track. You can come among believers and everybody's praying and you are praying and everybody's just in how they were praying. You are like, ah, God spoke to me. But you know, God told you that in last year or three months ago, the last time you prayed and now you are gassy. Apathy is a bad thing. I've been at apathy before. It's, it's terrible. I don't want to be there ever in my life where you've not prayed for so long and you are now afraid to pray. You know you should pray. There's this unrest in your heart but when you go into prayer, you are gasping for breath because you're like, ah, it's terrible. Don't let your life be there. You will make mistakes at that point. If you pray when you are only, when you are only in trouble, when, if you pray when you are in trouble, you are already in trouble. You have been in trouble since. No believer just makes, just falls into temptation and makes mistakes. It has been loading, 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 loading. It has been loading since. And then I told somebody, you know, prayer, pray for long. See, pray hard, pray long, and pray consistently. The person was like, I was talking on prayer and the guy was like, is God deaf? Because he still thinks prayer is about collecting from God. See, if you still think like that, come up higher. Graduate. Increase your CGPA. Level up. Are you with me? Grow. Prayer at that point is not about what I can get from God. Sometimes you go into prayer with requests. You start praying, you forget every request. Because all that things are coming. Pictures, visions, what God is saying is coming. Amen. Spend time praying. Have a prayer life. Have a what? Have a prayer life. Daddy Bokwe said, you know, um, his, Daddy Bokwe is the father of one of, the, 
one of my guys. I don't have too many guys, but James is my guy. You know, James Ibukwe. But Ibukwe is the pastor, Pastor Vincent Ibukwe. He, he was teaching, ah, when he teaches on prayer, he always warms my heart. He said when he was, when his children were very small, he spent time praying. Sometimes he would go to their room in the night, lay hands on them and be speaking in tongues. And then God would be saying things, he would write them down. Some things are fulfilled, some things have not yet been fulfilled. And he said to me, he said, I may not know what I'm saying, but I know what I'm doing. But he will lay hands on them. And I told my friend, I said, James, the reason you have sense is not because you have sense. It's because your father prayed for you. Peter, Satan has desired to what? Sift you as we but I have what? My children, you they will have prayed. I know their names already. So by the time I lay your names down and kneel down on it, ah, you will behave. Praise God. You know, there was a point in my life where I was needing direction on a lot of things. And it was not really preparing me, but I just needed direction. And I said, Ah, oh God. And that was the point it dawned on me. How do unbelievers do life? How? How? There was a decision that I was to make this week, and I spent time praying. I called friends. You are a believer, you don't have believers people you can call and say i want to make a decision let's pray on this matter the only thing people can talk about is uefa ah problem deal i called a friend of mine a couple of friends of mine said let's pray on this matter now it's crystal clear i know what to do you see in this life i'm never confused i may not know what to do immediately give me time prophecy has started my course i know what will happen in five years in my life I know where to go. Steer the influence of the spirit. The spirit has influence. Steer. Steer. I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on from that. Number two. The spirit has a character. Spirit has a character. This was what I was trying to explain earlier when I said the character of spirits will tell on their host. You know. So, spirit, that is why you will see that man, the demoniac at Gadarines. How many of us have watched Abedjoye? I like the way they keep on emphasizing that story. He said, Gadara. <laughs> the man, Legion, Legion is about between six to 12,000, right? Six to 12,000, they were in one place. He go crazy now. Uh-uh. They were at work in the man, mightily. That the man will cut himself. They will bind him with chains. He will break it. Are you with me? They will bind him with chains. He will break it. Because there is another thing that has superimposed his being. You know, of course, it is not all addictions and all bad habits that are demonically sponsored. Not all. But there are cases eh, that at that point... Of course, just like every addiction, the way you get better from it is by um, the way you get better from it is by what's the word I'm looking for now? Of course, it's the same process. You keep speaking God's word, you keep growing and doing all those things. However, even after, even if a demon is behind it and is cast out, those things will still be required because your body's homeostasis has been tilted. I'm intelligent. Too. It's not just Bible I know. 
so the dopamine center of your brain has been attracted to something so pornography now it's not just that you know is about naked people it's not just that the dopamine center of your brain has been stimulated so your brain has now attributed um, rest and pleasure to an action so it will keep asking and the thing about dopamine is it keeps increasing so it keeps asking for more it keeps asking for more so that's why people lie and say I can stop when I like okay so but there are some people who struggle with habits what they need is they need somebody to pull hand inside and drag a spirit out I believe in the casting out of devils oh. forget oh I believe in the grace of God but I, I do deliverance oh Hey God, hey. with the with the things. there was a fire. Co- uh, Elvis was there now. Fire conference we had in school, 2018. 17 was hall 201. 2018, uh, we are casting out devils from s- seven, from eight till eleven. Ah, uh-uh. out! Ah, oh, hey God, we are casting out. You know, I remember one story. That's why when Pastor was talking on angels, plenty people were now texting me. I said, I know scared now. Calm down. Remember, so one girl was yearning packs. <laughs> she was saying, I told you, that Nelson boy will be in that meeting. Don't go to that meeting. You see, um, Jesus, they know. Paul, they know. Nelson, they know. <laughs> so, I told her, you know, they were now, I was casting out the devil from somebody else. And they said, Nelson, there's one girl. People have been trying, but it's not working. I just came to her. Prayed for her. She will run. I said, leave her. Angels, bring her back. She ran back like this. <laughs> she ran back. <laughs> I said, put her down. Pin her on the floor. The girl stayed on the floor like this. I said, quiet. Out. <laughs> you know, I remember there was a lady I just went back to school for something. Um, so, I went back to see a couple of people like disciples. Yeah, I'm fatherly like that. So, I saw they were having a meeting at that point. Then, there were a lot of people to minister to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And one guy I used to disciple, I stopped discipling them at that point. God called me, says, There are many, come and disciple, come and minister to them. I was not feeling it because it's your meeting, minister now. So, he just said, Sir, come and I said, I shall walk to the front. They were ministering. So, I saw two people out yeah casting out so i went i said wait discernment will make your work easy you know what happens as i'm sharing these stories with you your mind is opening to possibilities so i walked to her because in our kingdom you don't just learn by teaching when you see something done or you hear something shared because it is the same spirit that replicated the result you can do the same are you with me so I said, wait. I went there. I said, guys, calm down. I said, I see you devils wrapped in a web like seven. The name of Jesus, come seven. One, two, all the devils left. She was not calm. The guy now hugged me. I said, calm down. He's casting out devils. He's not deep like that. <laughs> so, you see, I've seen the casting out of devils to see, to not believe devils exist. Because you know, you say I'm in Christ, so devils cannot touch me. It's bad Bible study. It's bad Bible study. When Satan is playing games around you, you still say you are in Christ. You don't handle it. Ah, ah, problem. Ah, wow. There'll be serious problem. Oh. 
so that answers the issue of when people bring all these issues like generational issues and all those things you have been you are free you are in christ i know it's true it's a legal reality but when you see patterns and they are trying to creep into your life if you don't pray <laughs> you will still be the righteousness of god in christ Jesus, but you will suffer hey god when you see patterns like that don't just say i'm the new man in christ or god use authority say in the name of jesus end now because the truth is generational causes are simply they are simply operations of devils it's not deep it's operations of devils and it's you know when power jump power the quicker one we shift is the operation of devils and you need to say stop enough are you with me are you with me that may be the deliverance somebody needs so i've given you prayer points this night amen as i just said that amen i remember that man you are a congo girl where was in that video ah oh that guy makes me laugh the same guy that says cv hey jesus so it's the same thing as spirits have character you see the thing at work in your life in salvation look at this ezekiel 36 25 to 27 i'm gonna read this ezekiel 36 look at this he said then will i sprinkle clean water upon you many times ezekiel isaiah these guys they used water to signify the spirit then will i sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be what come on and you shall be what from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Oh, uh, I've been cleansed. Hey, you know this prophecy has been fulfilled in your life. Are you aware? You see, when you read the word of God, be emotional about it. That's how it will have effects in your life. He said, a new heart also will I give you. Elvis, we'll go to Lauren this year. We'll go to Lauren to preach. I don't know how, but we'll go. When they come, we will go together. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I what? Come on, talk to me. A new spirit will I what? He said, I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and give you an heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my what? Statutes and you shall keep my what? Judgments and you shall what? Do them. Look at Hebrews 8 10 talking about the same prophecy it is for this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those they say of the lord i will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts i will be to them a god and they shall be to me a people see in the old testament there were this is how pastors put it in the old testament there were regulations in the new testament there's a regulator so in the Old Testament, they said, Thou shall not, thou shall not. In the New Testament, there is he that is walking you to will and do. There is he that is steering you in the direction of truth. And that is why he said, None shall want, none shall tell his neighbor, Thou shalt know the Lord. For all shall know the Lord. Because the knowledge of God is not going to be the exclusive preserve of some. The oppression of the Spirit on one is not the oppression of the Spirit is not going to be the exclusive preserve of some. The oppression and the workings of the Spirit is going to be at work in everyone. Praise God. I'm preaching good. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. 
so you see he said i will sprinkle clean water and you will be clean cleanse you from your idols when he said i will take out the stony heart and give you a heart the stony heart was figurative of the sin nature the heart of flesh was figurative of the holy ghost giving you the holy ghost was basically giving you a nature that was endeared to god are you with me is giving you a nature that was endeared to god the child of god does not struggle to love god loving god is what you do are you with me loving god listen your salvation is not you trying your salvation is a miracle uh can i say that again your salvation is not you trying is nothing short of what it truly is a miracle it is the miracle of desires that have shifted these are people who were subject to the powers of the air the spirit the the, the powers of the prince of power of darkness that rules the children of disobedience but now there's another spirit that works in you and that is why truly you can say you have overcome the world amen you are my seal the sign of my rest you live in me you are my seal the sign of my rest you live in me so you look at this he said i will give you basically in ezekiel he said i will give you the spirit then the next thing he said is you will keep my judgments this is not this is not because i've given you the spirit you must keep my judgment no this is as i've given you the spirit you are enabled to keep my judgments and that's why paul will say things like he said yield your members to righteousness look at the word yield basically give yourself over to righteousness not try and work hard yield when somebody says i'm trying to serve god stop trying yield are you with me yield that's why the premise of everything when people come and say they have this problem they have that problem the first thing is do you have a devotional structure everything rises and falls there you know man of god put, he put up a video he said <laughs> the video was very funny when i was laughing he said how can you wake up one day one day two day you have not prayed you are just walking gallivanting up and down let me sound like a proper previous minister what if they shoot you arrow <laughs> they're just walking up and down no prayer life you will make mistakes it's not a cause it's fact you will be desperate it's fact you will enter the wrong hands it's fact because discernment you don't have you or you have not you have not found the flame and maybe this is a word it's not a word it's a shade from the lord to somebody you need to have prayer life you need it or you need to pray better And that is why he said in Romans chapter 8, look at this verse 9 and 10 again. Look at what I quoted earlier. He said, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you, now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Look at this, look at this, look at this. He uses the same E for first mention I explained earlier. He said, and if Christ be in you, what, what happens? Come on, talk to me. If Christ be in you, uh -huh, because of sin, but the spirit is life, of righteousness it's the same thing that jesus said in john 4. let's go to that 18. we read it earlier but you look at it he said i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you yet a little while 
and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me because I live. Ye shall what? Live also. At that day, ye shall know that I, I am in, the, in my Father. Ye in me, I in you. Look at what he said next. He that hath my commandments and what? Keepeth them. He it is that what? Loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be what? Loved of my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Look at what Jesus speaking earlier. He said, But because I live, you live also. So he said, I'll be in the Father, Father, and I in you. Then the very next thing he said was, If you, um, he that has my commandments and keepeth them, he is the person that loveth me. He, it is very strategic that he said this just immediately after he talked about the giving of the Spirit. The same thing that Romans chapter 8 basically says. Why? Because any man that has the spirit act has characteristics and traits that are in concordance. I they speak English. They are in concordance with the Holy Ghost. And that is why there are things called the word fruit of the spirit. A man who has the Holy Ghost is supposed to act in a certain way. Because the impact of what has happened to you is supposed to be clearly obvious. If a trailer crushes you, ah, you cannot come to work and say, ah, a trailer climbed me today. We'll say, ah, ah, bro, bro. But if you say, you know, a bicycle hits me and we see some stains, we'll understand. Are you with me? So also, how much more if something eternal has happened to you, we should see fruits. That is why Paul will say, let this not be once mentioned amongst you. Because there is a, there's an effect of something that has happened to you. Are you with me? Thank you. And finally, this has been a good teaching. She? If you said no, I'd have walked you out. <laughs> but let me, let, maybe I should hammer on that a little bit. Listen, you having the Holy Ghost is not just any truth. Paul found that reality strong enough to let them know that because of that truth they can tame their passions that's why he would tell them that you, you, you have passions but know ye not you have desires but know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is what? in you the Holy Ghost is in you so because the Holy Ghost listen you know when you attend some particular kind of offices there are things you cannot do for me personally i'm a minister so there are particular things i cannot do there are particular places i cannot be found there's no way i will explain it there are particular things i cannot do there are particular well maybe some ways i cannot dress i don't know yet let's see ah yeah there are things i wanted to do to my hair because I realize there are some places I need to go and preach. Let there be open doors. Let's have, let's have peace. <laughs> and that's what Paul was saying. Where he says, rather than eat meat, that will cause your brother to forego eat. At least the hair is like this. Jesus will still come now. I mean, we will not fight. Nothing will spoil. But you know, there are people who are evil spirits. They say, they say why are you cutting Leviticus? Said, don't cut the side of your hair. I said Levitical also said don't wear mixed clothes. Don't wear clothes that has two material. You're wearing suits. He has nylon and linen. We fight. So 
because the Holy Ghost is at work on your inside, there's a way you carry yourself. There are things you, there's, and this is not just because you are trying to. This is because there is He that is at work in you. That's why Jesus will say in Matthew 26, I think, but one for two for three. He said, The spirit is willing, but what? Flesh is weak. Listen, this, as it pertains to the things of God, the spirit is always willing. Are you listening to me? The spirit is what? Always willing. And that's why as a child of God, you live from inside out. You know, when you are renewing your mind and studying God's word, what you are doing is you are unlearning the way of death and you are learning life. There's he that is at work in you. But to what? Real and to do. You are my seal, the sign of my rest. You live in me. You are my seal, the sign of my rest. So, because you have the Holy Ghost. Now, before you live holy, you need to first, there is a sequence to truth. Any other sequence makes it a lie. It's deep, chop it down. There is a sequence to truth. Any other sequence makes it a lie. I said all that because of this. Before Paul told them that they are righteous, eh? what he told them was, before he told them to behave properly, he first let them understand that well, you have been called righteous. You are a saint in him. So, before you think that I need to live right, first of all, understand a few things. Number one, you have been made right with God. Number two, that you're wrong, God is not seeing it. Because the Bible says your sins and iniquity will I what? Remember no more. God chose to have amnesia on your matter. Then another thing you must understand finally is this. You know, um, there's, a, there's ability to live above these passions. There's a, so you understand it in this order. In this order, else it becomes a lie. You must understand it in this order, else it becomes a lie. You know, a, man, a young man met me one time. The day of our conference, the guy met me. He said he's struggling with masturbation and pornography. And he said, I should pray for him. I said, I don't feel like. Ah, he said he paid him. He felt like beating me that day. And I'm very small. He said he felt like beating me. And the guy was walking with me. I said, I don't, because I was reading that morning. I knew that if I don't read that morning, I won't read that day. Because from afternoon into fire conference, when I go back to my room, I want to eat and watch cartoon and sleep. Don't talk to me. You know, so the guy met me and he said all that thing. I said no. So I told him, you know what, you're gonna be reading Romans six, seven, and eight twice a day for the next one week. You'll be eating it. You read it, read it to understand. You read it in KJV, you read it in Amplified or NIV. You'll be reading it. He said that ah that okay. He said just that. I said just that now. He wanted me to say, lie down, Father, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you know, or I'll start ejecting spirits. Not all the time. The truth is, even when you cast out devils, you still need this steady footing in the word of God. You still need it. So, that's why any ministry that is not founded on the teaching of God's word, just the manifestations of the spirit, the people will suffer. Because if you cast out devils from them, they will still have another one. They will have another one. That's why pastors have turned to native doctor. Yes, now when you are disturbing them, you have to pay for consultation fee. 
Hallelujah. So, the spirit has uh, a character. So, child of God, let me just say this. Listen. Because there is he that is at work in you, there is a way you should live your life. Because there is he that is at work in you, there is a way you should carry yourself. Because there is he that is at work in you, there are things you can do. Not in your ability, but by him that worketh in you. You may have been struggling with your work with God. And that's the problem. You are trying. Stop trying. Partner with God. Partner with God. You may have been struggling with your prayer life. Partner with God. Of course, you put structures with, alongside, but partner with God. Realize that you are not doing this alone. There is somebody that is working on your inside. God wants you to have a prayer life more than you want to pray. Are you aware? So not a dragon. Praise God. Some, somebody might have said, you know, prayer is hard. I find prayer hard and boring. God too might be bored of your prayer time. <laughs> might be bored too because he wants you to enjoy it. I like prayer. I think it was two days ago. You know, I, was just, I woke up, sorted a few things. I had time, so I started praying. I started praying. My mother, so before you enter my room, there's a door you open before you open the other one. My mom opened the first one, so I was praying, went back. As she opened the second one, she stood the second time. I now opened the door. I said, Mommy, Alpha. She said, Ah, I'm, I'm fine. I just um, come and do a few, come and buy things. Was I'm coming. I stepped in. She knew that as I've entered that place, I'm not coming out. <laughs> she said, Please, before you continue praying, come and help us. My sister in law, when we start praying, when I tell her, I want to pray, she said, No, no, don't pray yet. Come and help us do this, this, this before you go. So, pray, see, trust me, prayer is a little Shambhala here. Shambhala. There. Okay. When I, I was watching, I watched that message. He's one of the, let me not say that here. But when, when it comes to Wabbeck, I like watching him at Wabbeck. I was watching him, I said, ah, he's a man of God, uh, Prayer is good though. Hey, God. Prayer is life. It's the lifeblood of the spirit life. <laughs> I'm deep. <laughs> Praise God. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is the spirit has abilities. Are you with me? And this is a very important part of it. People like Olad that want to be deliverance minister, this is the one they like. The spirit has abilities. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 12. <laughs> From verse 4. Are you there? He said, now there are diversities of gifts, but what? Pay attention to this, please. A lot of people misunderstand this verse. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Diversities of operations, but it is the same God, which does what? Worketh all in all. Now, I said all that to explain this very carefully. Listen. Everything he's talking about when he calls gifts, administrations, and operations, they are basically ways and manners by which the abilities of God are communicated. Alright? Alright. Yes, Pay attention to that. You need to follow me to get this. He said, that worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to what? Profit with all. This verse um, 7. To profit with all. I think ESV says it's given to every man to benefit from. To benefit from. So, basically, the context of, of what Paul is speaking about here is basically in a public gathering. In the gathering of believers. Are you with me? So he said, for to one is given 
by the spirit the word of what wisdom to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the same spirit to another working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirit to another diverse kinds of tongues you know in subsequent supernatural classes when we're talking of utterance give power give eventually we will cover all this you know um don't miss supernatural class praise god not your neighbor say don't miss supernatural class to another working of miracles, blah, 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 blah. to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame who spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Listen to this very carefully. A lot of people think that what this means is the Holy Ghost has given you word of knowledge. He has not given me word of knowledge. When I understood this properly, it changed my charismatic ministry. What Paul is really emphasizing here is not you, is not the Spirit giving you ministry or giving you this one, giving you this one, giving, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is, right now, Bonke said something. He said, the gifts of the Spirit are not badges of honor. You don't say, I have word of knowledge, I have this. The gifts of the Spirit are tools for a job. Are you with me? So what Paul is trying to emphasize here is not that you have word of knowledge, you have this. What he's saying is, it is the Spirit that gives to every man in a public gathering something to benefit the saints. And that is why Paul said that when you gather, one had a term, one had a tongue, one had a revelation, one had a doctrine. It is the spirit that manifests these things through people as it is required, not as you own it. You don't own manifestations of the spirit. Don't you see that's why he called them man in that verse 7 he said the manifestations of the spirit that is given to every man to profit with all. They are manifestations of the spirit. Of course there are particular offices that are at home with some manifestations. I mean when somebody is a prophet the office of a prophet is at home with revelatory gifts. Are you with me? He's at home with revelatory gifts. But as a believer say as a believer. As a believer if you have the spirit you have all gifts. Because the manifestations is not in you. The manifestations are in the spirit. The gifts are not in you. The gifts are where? In the spirit. So if you have the spirit, when a word of knowledge is necessary, you give one. When a, when a, 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 a prophecy is required, you give one. Are you with me? And can I tell you something? A truth that changed my life. Listen to this. God is always on. God always has something to say. God always wants to bless somebody. Like the Lord says, man of God, I feel like an Hagen. <laughs> like the Lord says, high things have gone down. The pathways are open. Decisions that needed clarity, clarity has come. The things that might have seen that your mind has even thought about this week that passed, you thought, will it happen? How will it happen? The Lord says, yes, ease for it. I'm correct, right? I know I am. Because it's not about me, it's the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So all those gifts are where? In the spirit. If you have the spirit, you have all. I can switch now to manifest word of to start manifesting words of knowledge. Why? Because I want to bless, and that is why Paul had to give. Listen, if Paul needed, Paul needed to teach them. He started this verse by saying, I will not have you ignorant. So people need to be taught about the things of the spirit. Otherwise, they'll be ignorant about it. And do you realize? The experiences you have, you will always interpret them in the light of false doctrine. Always. You will always interpret them in the light of false I used to think I have word of knowledge. So when it comes to what I was very bold in manifesting it. 
but when it came to other things that happened once in a while i just thought ah god was faithful today so i used to say their manifestations their gifts and their offices it's not true it's not true there are offices but then there are also manifestations and that manifestation is given to every believer and this is necessary for and that's why paul had to tell them that there is a way to use the gifts of the spirit he had to give them guidelines why because it is the believer that manifests these things how by oh do you get this it is not just the spirit that is doing it you do it how by the spirit so he had to give them guidelines to use it 13 he had to speak about love because if he didn't teach them about love they would just be using it anyhow so the believer can choose to manifest the spirit but he has to be properly educated so he will manifest it within the right context i'll give you a common example you know in casting out devils i had to learn a very important le lesson devils don't wash clothes some of you may not understand the magnitude of that statement. Elvis has seen me cast out devils one time. Lie down! Lie down! Who do you think you are? <laughs> you know, and things like that. But I realized that many of those things is not always exactly in love. The only, you know, when manifestations of spirit are done that way, it only increases the CGP of the minister. It does not really minister to the person. So why exactly are you giving a word of knowledge? That, I'll talk about that later. But I said all that to say this. You are the one that manifests the spirit. This is just an introduction. We'll talk about it later. You are the one that manifests the spirit. You do those workings. How? By the spirit. You have the Holy Ghost. Say I have the Holy Ghost. So therefore you can work in his abilities. You know I've given somebody word of knowledge before. The person said how do you know? I said the all knowing God lives here. I deserve to know. I just wanted to exercise myself in manifesting this experience one day i told one girl sit down your house is like this i see the gate like this this is the color of the house i'm sitting couch am i correct she said mm. i said wait let me get it clearly no it's this 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 she said yes wow i said i know it's the manifestations of the spirit you know when doing later on supernatural class we'll appear we'll practice these things you will see you yourself can do it there are people who i started discipling they had never had word of knowledge in their life before but in that meeting they gave many because these things should not can should be taught not just can rather they should be taught i used to think i have this one i don't have this one the day i learned i had it all it changed my life the day i learned about interpretation of tongues the, i learned it the night before the next meeting i manifested it and as i as it just started the atmosphere of the meeting whew, Ah, my time was going. I was supposed to end. It was 7.45. I said, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, I do my teaching. I was teaching, teaching. I just said, man, take care. I just interpreted the tongues. See the atmosphere. You can walk in the things of the Spirit. It is not the exclusive preserve of some. You have it. Yeah, I got it. You can walk in the things of the Spirit. You should walk in the things of the Spirit. So, Paul's emphasis in this verse was not the Spirit. was not you. That you have the gift it was the spirit that manifests those things are you with me and if you realize that knowledge of i have this i don't have this it will limit you just be open to the holy ghost anyone he gives you you communicate it i don't want to put that too deep in this topic because we have to come um, later to be continued 
So you need to understand that these abilities are in the spirit. If you have the spirit, you can do it. These abilities are in the spirit. In the Holy Ghost. What's your name? Do you have plans of leaving Nigeria? I know. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. <laughs> in the Holy Have you considered Ireland? I know. Praise God. And this is why words of knowledge are given. Because there is a word of wisdom to be attached. You know, God used to give things and say, kindly find attached. There's ease for you, says God. That's why all those things were revealed. I see you've considered USA, you've considered Ireland. Those are the two, I don't know any other ones. I think there are others, but these are the strong ones. I know, but these are the strong Of course, everybody's considering Canada too. <laughs> but these are the strong ones. There's ease, there's favor, and that was what I prophesied earlier. There's direction. There's the one to pick. Amen. as I'm entering it, I'm seeing more things, so let me not cast you. <laughs> okay? But this is it. Listen, 1 Samuel 10, 6. Look at this. This is Samuel talking to Saul. He said, and the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. Woo! Hey! When the Bible talks about the Spirit of God coming upon a man, what he was really talking about was the abilities of God made manifest upon that man. So in the Old Testament, when he talked on the spirit upon, you need to understand one thing. Listen. And another thing is, when it comes to the abilities of God, don't look at yourself, look at the spirit. That is why Paul said, Peter will say that, why is it that, why do you think that we can do this thing um, by, without by our own holiness? Basically, what he was trying, you know, maybe you've heard teachings that how to flow in the things of the spirit, number one, holiness. That statement from Peter scatters everything. Peter said, why do you think we can make this man walk? Is it by our own holiness? It's not. So walking in the things of the spirit has nothing to do exactly with your moral standing. Even though you should have a good moral standing. Because your walk in the spirit had nothing to do with you in the first place. The power of God is manifest in your life. Listen, God sought you out. Are you with me? Say God sought me out. God sought you out. I love, ah. Thank you, Jesus. This weird. It's a weird word of knowledge. I probably wait. It's a weird word of knowledge, but I'm seeing. So, you need to look away from you and look at the spirit. It's not about you, it's about him. And that's why a prayerless Christian is not a powerless Christian. Power at work in your life is because you have the Holy Ghost. Not because you... Prayer just makes power manifest. But there's power at work in your life. Are you with me? Why do we pray? It helps our consciousness. Hence, making power manifest. First Samuel 10, he said, The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you shall prophesy with them, and shall be turned into what? 
another man. And that is why they even said, they said they saw also among the brothers. I love NAFP. It says the spirit of the Lord will rush upon you. Agree with me. He said the spirit of God will rush upon you. The spirit of God is what can make a mortal man become a wonder. I sincerely believe Samson was not both. I really do. That is why they were in awe as to the things that he could do. I sincerely, I really believe that God uses things that are unbecoming. Samson was not both. That's why they could look at him and say, uh -huh. Samson will just wake up. Spirit of God come, he will carry gate. He will carry gate on top of a hill and put it there. They say something they feel it. somebody that will use bone, jaw bone of a dog can kill 300 people. And you don't know your Bible stories. He will murder them with bone. They said they will tie him. He just woke up. He, he will shake himself. In the Old Testament, Samson could shake himself. What makes you think that you yourself, when you see a case, you cannot shake yourself and manifest one or two? It's the Spirit of God that can make Elijah outrun the, the six horsepower chariot of a king. And mind you, the chariots of the king had the best horses. So it is the Spirit of God that will come upon one man and the guy will just start running. And he gave them head starts. But he will just tuck his tunic between his legs and outrun the chariots of Ahab. He just made God. It's the Spirit of God that can... Uh, the Bible is filled with men who are turned to wonders by the Spirit. The Spirit of God truly is ability. Are you with me? Are you with me? The Spirit of God truly is ability. Look at what Paul said. This is my last verse. Philippians 1.19 He said, For I know this shall turn to my salvation through your prayers and the what? Supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. The word here, supply, I've forgotten what the Greek word is, but the word supply basically means um, help. Are you with me? The word supply means help. Listen, you are never without help. You have the Holy Ghost. Shall I say that again? You are never without help. You have the Holy Ghost. Say, I'm never without help. Say it like you are sure. I'm never without help. I have the Holy Ghost. You are never without help. There's He that is at work in you. There's something called supply. There's something called supply. You are never, say, I'm never without help. There's such a thing called supply. You are never without help. Many times when you are confused and stranded and all those things, David might look to the hill but look inside. Look inside. Your help is inside. Your help is inside. There is supply. Are you with me? Look inside. That's why Jesus could go to the garden and all. But the Bible says angels came and strengthened him. You could go to prayer week and stir that influence and find supply. There is always help on your inside. Realize the abilities and power and help of the spirit on your inside is inexhaustible. Say inexhaustible. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. 
So just pray in tongues a little bit. Mashaka Baha. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. For more ministry content, visit niministries.org. God bless you.